Welcome travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your not-so-humble guides on the quest for RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. On our show, we feature diverse tabletop RPG systems, demonstrating them through actual plays and breaking down the rules to provide you with tips, tools, and techniques to help you navigate them. We also love bringing the content creators behind these games into the studio to give you a peek behind the curtain with relevant and insightful interviews. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world or system you're playing. Because detailed settings, heroic characters, diverse NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Here's a message from friends of the show. My name is Nick Perrin, and I'm an actor, writer, and game master. And on Tabletop, I talk with an expert game master every week to find out the best ways to run amazing games and tell epic stories. Looking to start DMing? Or maybe you've been a game master for a long time and want to spice up your table? Then this podcast is for you. Tabletop is released on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. This is one of those episodes that we look forward to every year when it comes up on the calendar. We're really excited to be coming to you talking about the 2023 Holiday Gift Guide, gifts that you can buy for the TTRPG fan in your life, or an episode that you can give the non-TTRPG fan in your life. They'll know what to go ahead and buy for you if you want it. Before we get into all of that, Mr. Miller, good evening. How are things down in beautiful, beautiful Eastern Connecticut, uh, afternoon evening this evening things are going okay i've only been back in connecticut for less than 24 hours actually just over know, like 24 48 hours, hours since you came home from uh, from right. the sunny dominican republic it's yeah after yeah. coming so, back from I mean, very sunny dayton ohio yeah yeah we were in dayton it was nice it was very seasonable weather uh dr sure very, was si- very similar weather i'm sure to the dominican yeah no, not at all. No, no. <laughs> Dominican Republic was warm, but I was very, I spent a lot of time on the beach, a lot of time in the pool. So those times are very cool, nice breezes. First thing in the morning, it was absolutely gorgeous. During the heat of the day, it was usually in the water. Yeah. Everything went really well. Had an amazing time. Excursion, it was a friend's birthday and just a brilliant time. Absolutely loved it. And while I was there, recharged my internal creative batteries and actually got a lot of thought experiments done and really ready to write when I returned. And I took a lot of notes, took some pictures of a few things so I could remember some interesting things I came across there. And folks who love what we do can look forward to seeing some of the results of that 
of those thought experiments in the very near future. Awesome. Yeah. I was I was enthused by the conversation that you and I were having before we hit record here. Some exciting things already in track for 2024 coming up here. Not to mention, of course, the least of which, of course, is that we will be... Uh, finishing up book number four here, probably earlier in 2024 than we had originally thought, which is always exciting that we're going to be ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah. So always looking forward to that also. And before we get into uh, tonight's episode too, so uh, the, the 2023 holiday gift guide, this is an episode, (coughs) this is going to be the fourth one that we've done. Did we do the one of these the first year that we on? I don't know that we did. I don't, I don't think that we think did. We, we, we did it not the have. first yeah. year. So I think this is our we, third one. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on in general? Like, you tell me. Well, I think I know why we do this, but you tell me and our guests. Why do you think we do this every year? Folks are going to hear this a lot from me today. Some of this, much of this, uh, pretty close to all of this is a bit of self-service. I've been a gamer since I was 12 years old. And the... My loved ones, not all of them, have been gamers. I have more uh, loved ones who are gamers now than I used to. But what I have traditionally found is that they were challenged getting me things that I was really excited about. Like I would get good gifts, and I don't ever say that a gift is bad. And if someone has loved me enough or cared about me enough to provide me with a gift, that's awesome. But I tended to get more memorabilia than actionable things, which is fine. I'm, hey, I'm wearing a Superman shirt for a reason. I love those types of things. Right. They're fun. Michael from the RPG Academy had made a comment when I was guesting on Farm to Fable, his podcast, a w- little over a week ago. And he said to me, I don't think I've ever seen you on a Zoom meeting where you weren't wearing a Superman shirt. The reason is I have lots of them. Why? Because every year people tend to get me Superman shirts. And if there's every year that goes by that I don't get one, I get my own. So I have lots of them, right? But on some level, I want something that enhances my game experience. I want something that's I'm going to get some use out of beyond just wearing. And I find that if people who are non-gamers, that's hard for them to do. You tend to end up with gift certificates, which are fine. I don't mind them. I don't think anything ill of them. But I know that doesn't necessarily make the gift giver feel good. So we're providing a list so we can give to um, friends and loved ones of gamers who may not be gamers so that they have some ideas of things that a gamer might like. Where the self-serving part is, I actually copy this link and send it to my family every year. (laughs) (laughs) i am not putting up things with one exception that we're going to go over today there were two exceptions that i'm going to mention today i'm not putting up things that that i already have i'm putting up things that i want and i'm hoping that my family hears this part of the 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 episode and then goes through and says okay i think i i I can find that i'd be willing to get that so that's that that, that's the self-service part of this but on, on on a big level it's because my family likes to feel like they've done something better than just give me a gift certificate. Yep. A good yeah, meal always I'm works. Right. Road bacon always helps, but this stuff is really cool. <laughs> exactly. And uh, if anybody finds one of those automatic pancake machines, I am sure that Lee Winico would find it in his heart to accept one as a gift. I think that would be yeah. uh, that would be perfectly acceptable to go ahead and find one. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Check out some of the pictures that we took from a catacon. I have known Lee Winico for damn near 25 years. 
I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I have seen the joy that I saw on his face when he was first introduced to the automatic pancake machine at the hotel that we were staying at for a catacomb. At, at least it, it, of the of that now five times or whatever, the number of times that fit in my hand, four of those were, were birth of children. So this is, uh, yeah. this is <laughs> the automatic birth of pancakes was up to that level. No, no uh, comment I, I, on some of his ex-wives, but I don't think I saw that face when he married them. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly enough, I'll cut that when I would... <laughs> You might not have to. I think that's funny as hell. But um, maybe we'll save that for a Patreon exclusive. Put, put that in the blooper uh, episode. Right? But I, interesting thing is my trip to the Dominican Republic, we stayed at the same hotel chain both on the way there and on the way back. And that location also had the automatic pancake machine. So I actually two weekends in a row got a chance to use it. And nothing for nothing, I work for the company that supplies that hotel chain, so I have access to the actual pancake mix that they use in said machine. <laughs> nice. So, Very nice. Win. win all around. Love it. Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. All right, let's let's uh, let's dive in here tonight. So again, this is going to be a episode that you can send to people for things that you want or go ahead and uh, use it to, uh, if you're not sure what to go ahead and buy the TTRPG fan in your life or you're looking for something a little bit special, we're, we don't tend to stick to like cookie cutter things in this episode. We tend to scour around looking for some really cool things that you might actually want this year. And I'm going to go first tonight, and I'm going to dive into two vendors that we saw at a catacomb when we were there a couple of weeks ago. And the first one, and these were vendors that stood out to us for a variety of reasons, but I think probably the biggest was that they they had material right there on site that we could look through, which was definitely a big win. But they're also they have they're available for online sales, which was a really big thing for us also because if we want to go ahead and bring it to you now, we want to let you know how you can reach them online right now so that you can so that you can interact with them. So I have two of them real quick here. The first one is uh, Rose Link Custom Chainmail. Rose was awesome. She had a bunch of stuff in her vault, including like chainmail bow ties, chainmail long ties, chainmail gloves, decorative chainmail. For my Skadian friends out there, not functional chainmail necessarily. I'm not sure. She may be able to go ahead and do stuff like that. It's custom design. She does a variety of different weaves. Her website is really impressive, in fact, in terms of talking in detail about the types of material that she uses and the types of weaves that she uses, because there are many different types of chainmail weaves, for those of you that aren't necessarily familiar with chainmail. Really cool, really good quality stuff. So that's the first one that I want to recommend you go to is rosechains.com. Roselink Custom Chainmail is the name of the company. They were awesome. They presented very well. Check them out if you're looking for something a little bit unusual for that role-playing game fan in your life. A little bit of... they have like dice pouches and stuff like that too. So they've really got some really innovative stuff there that's really going to appeal. The other one that I wanted to go ahead and send to, and again, this is one of those, if you're looking for something really special and maybe a little bit higher on the price scale, but very worth it, something that that the TTRPG fan in your life is really going to love and remember for a long time, 
I'm going to dive into the whole custom art aspect of it, uh, but specifically I wanted to go ahead and mention Aaron Lindemann, who was one of the artists that was in Vendor Roll at a Catacon. Again, came out, had art to go ahead and peruse in there, but also does custom art. So if you send him a character that you want or whatever like that, he can go ahead and turn around art on that. He's available at, Lindem- at, at lindemannart.com. That's L-I-N-D-E-M-A-N-A-R-T.com. Go check out him. Talk to him. Check out the stuff that he does. His art style is really distinctive. I, I compare it to it's like a crossover between almost like gritty comic book style plus if you're familiar with like the Rider Waite tarot deck, it has like that kind of like crossover style where it's it has some like personified animal feel to it, but also that like nice clean line, nice bold colors, that kind of feel to it. So those were two artists from Vendor Row at Acaticon that I wanted to mention specifically here tonight. Excellent. We took a lot of time on Saturday to, in between our games and uh, our various events and our live recording, to talk with the artists and the vendors at various places. And I'm going to wholeheartedly agree. I spent, I actually took a lot of time. I think Glenn and Josh actually ended up walking away at a certain point with the (laughs) folks over at, at the chainmail place and just had a conversation with them. Wonderful people. We say it all the time. We love supporting local folks. Obviously, we don't live in Dayton. If you're looking to support a small family operation that that does really good work, that's gorgeous to look at, fun and unique, definitely do that. And as far as the artwork, top notch. I know one of the questions I asked is was about commissions because that's artwork that at some point I can definitely see gracing the pages of a Tabletop Journeys uh, production. And so we are not just throwing out ideas from people we met. We're throwing out ideas that we want to utilize. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right, sir. Your turn. What do you got? All right. I'm actually going to start with a little something that's on the higher end right now, and it is because I've been doing a a bunch of traveling this month and a lot of cons over the last couple of months. I was at Terrificon in July. Obviously, we were at a Catacon in – we were at Drinking and Dragons in October – or was it September? I think it was end of September, early October. I can't remember which of the two months, Drinking and Dragons. Uh, It wasn't that long ago, yeah. Yeah, and we were at a catacon in November. Glenn was at Drinking and Dragons the week I was in the Dominican Republic, and I was traveling that week as well. And figuring out how to quickly and efficiently bring your game materials to con events as a DM who plays a lot of games or has a lot of things they want to do isn't easy. We've all done the milk crate thing. I actually have some extended big old college milk bag type milk crates as well that I I've used in the past, but they're unwieldy. They're difficult and you can't put them on a plane. So (laughs) something that I found when I started researching for this was an enhanced board game backpack with reinforced rigid board game storage, padded shoulder straps, carrying handle, and accessory pockets for dice, card games, and more. Fits and protects your tabletop games. Now, while it's designed specifically for board games, so you can put things like the various board games, think Settlers of Catan, think Terraforming Mars, and all of those types of games, you could also load it up with boxes of ships from X-Wing or the Star Trek game, or Star Wars Legion, what have you, or Heroclix, if you're still playing that game. By the way, love Heroclix. You can Hmm. pack those with that. Or perhaps 
you're just playing D&D, so you need to store a couple of books and find a way to neatly pack up all your Dwarven Forge. Now, this would definitely take your carry-on luggage because you're going to have to put it in a bin, but because it's backpack size, that would work. It's And it would be a, probably a pretty cool way to do that. Or if you're traveling on a bus or train or if you're traveling in the subway. If you live in New York City, you're getting from uptown to midtown to hang out with your buddies at the local shop or whatever. Carrying a milk crate on the subway, not easy, very difficult, hard to navigate with that. Putting it in something like this, really cool. Now, this is a bit on the pricier side of things than I usually go. But it is definitely, if you're looking for that big, um, if you know, if you're looking for that bigger gift, it, it's uh, currently on Amazon at a, at one thirty nine. Obviously, discounts and coupons apply at different times. It comes in a standard leather brown. They've got uh, black. They have a navy blue. They have a, a lighter leather brown. They've got a, a nice dark, deep forest green. There's a pink one. My personal favorite, they've got it in purple. They've got red, and then they have a gray or creamy color as well. Absolutely love this idea. And as a person who lost the backpack they have traditionally used during my trip to the DR, the bottom fell out of it because it's been <laughs> so used for books and stuff. And that I'm looking for something else that could, would work. So putting a laptop, a couple of the books for the game I'm running, this would easily fit all of my STA books that I have currently. As I get more and more, it probably wouldn't handle them all, but it put a good dent in them. Board game depth, that's yeah. got to be enough to stand up several books in, stand yeah, up four, across, and then you've got room on the top for other, various other things. There's a bunch of pockets. There's straps yeah. where you can put a rolled up Chessex map, all kinds of good stuff. This is really, honestly, since I do go to a lot of cons with my older kid, between the two of us, if we both had one, this would be awesome. Nice. No, that's great. And I have, every gamer has had that struggle, right? Don't, going ahead and trying to find like the right backpack, the right thing to go ahead and and be able to carry all your stuff, especially if you're going to a convention. That was a for real concern <laughs> for me. I had to get very creative with uh, with my carry-on and my and the personal, personal item bag that I was able to have with me. We had microphones, we had laptops, we had all this other accoutrement. And I wanted to go ahead and make sure and save myself some room so that I could go ahead and do some damage in vendor row and be able to bring it home with me. So that was that was definitely a concern is the right things uh all for it i'm probably gonna go check that out myself actually because okay. i definitely I, need something i yeah. just sent you the link in the chat josh because yep. i knew no, you were, i knew i saw it yeah and just to give everybody over here absolutely just to give everybody a heads up this bag is 23 inches tall on the outside 13 inches wide inside the dimensions are 21 inches tall and 12.5 inches wide the outside is yep. 13 inches wide and the depth is 14.5 inches external Ooh. so holy crap that is plenty That's of room significant. for any one game and like i said you're traveling to a con that is carry-on luggage size. It's not yeah. JetBlue carry-on luggage size, but for any <laughs> other airline, no, it no, is no, carry-on no. luggage size. It'll fit yeah. the overhead, or worst case, you might have to check it. So you just want to find, make sure you find a way to be able to seal up that, seal that up. Yeah. It should work out really nice. well. Man, just a gorgeous collection. Like really smart. If there's anything I say is a must-have, this is probably pretty close to the must-have. Sorry to lead off with the heavy hitter, but yep. <laughs> this, this is pretty hot. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. really hot. So purple, nice. y'all. Get that purple. Nice find. 
All right. So the next one that I want to go into here is, man, I am a huge like TTRPG apparel guy. Like I have got a whole bunch of role-playing game t-shirts. I'm big on role-playing game hats. I'm, I have a million and 12 dice. And so I have a million and a half dice bags, stuff like that. And so one thing that I do every year is I look around to see who's got the cool stuff that I'm looking for. Who's got the t-shirt that I would want to buy or that I'm going to go ahead and buy myself uh, for Christmas. And this year, the company that I found that is doing TTRPG apparel is a company called Inkling Print, the Inkling Print Company. That's available at Print printinkling.com and I was looking through the t-shirts. Their t-shirts are just like quirky and funny. Things like Hot Kobold Summer. They have like Hellfire Club t-shirts except they call them the Heckfire Club. They have, they have a, a t-shirt with dice on it that just says Math Rocks on it. That's cool stuff. My favorite absolute t-shirt though was the very Tolkien inspired. It's like a green shirt and in really scripted Tolkien elvish writing. It has the elven words for sorry but I don't speak common which I just thought was just hysterical. That that's the kind of thing that like put it right up there with things my player would do, the things my character would do. That's like such an old school, like second edition. Oh, my barbarian didn't take common. Sorry. I guess I'm not gonna be able to talk to you or whatever. Like, I just, I thought that was hysterical. So they're going to be my recommendation for this year. A bunch of other things they have like takes on the, on the Hamilton image with, we got Alexander Hamilton like standing at the top of the star, but it says Paladin instead. I thought that was really <laughs> confusing. I'd actually, the, the, if anybody has seen me on any live streams that are wearing the, the Ed Hardy inspired Strahd shirt instead of Squad, that's where I got that well, was from Inkling Press so with the red shirt with the black, the, the black lighting that says Strahd on it. So this is where I got that shirt from. Great company. I've had to unfortunately use their customer service before so i know their customer service is good but a bunch of other shirts on here that i want like i'm already like i'm putting my list together now because you know jack of all dungeons master of none like all this sort of stuff so it's just a ton of stuff in here i'm definitely gonna be be diving in here and uh, man a lot of do i love myself some ttrpg accessories and apparel so they are my recommendation this year for for the apparel buyers so Awesome. Clearly, I love a graphic tee. I wear them all the time when I'm outside of work. It's something I just like to do. It makes me feel comfortable. And especially with some of the things that you just mentioned, they just cause me to chuckle. And there's nothing like walking into any normal environment, walking through a store or whatever, and seeing somebody chuckle at a gamer joke on your shirt. Then you found your people. Now you can strike up a conversation. It is really cool when people get those things. I, I, I love actually, those actually, interactions. I, so when I ran my STA game on on Friday of a catacon, I was wearing my hate the flayer, don't hate the game with a mind flare on it. There was somebody at my table that, as as apparently I have just killed Liwanika. I'm very sorry. This is now a solo show, apparently. Yeah. Did you not see that one? Is that... <laughs> Thankfully, he's on mute, so you can't hear him dying on the other side. <laughs> Unfortunately, <clears throat> pardon me. Unfortunately, my eyes are not always great, and if I'm not wearing my glasses, I would not have picked up on that, and I totally missed that shirt. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Considering no. we shared a room in the hotel, and I didn't see that. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that's some funny shit right there. Oh yeah. So that one, uh, my Morden freaking Canaan uh, T-shirt is also one of my favorites. I've got one that has a D20 with a one on it that just says "Just stop, get help." Like that's. I've got a bunch of like really funny ones, but the. Don't hate the flair, hate the game shirt was that uh, somebody at my table 
like practically fell out of their chair laughing when they saw it. So that's the kind of thing that I, that I absolutely love doing. So that's why, like I said, I can definitely get myself see myself getting the uh, sorry I don't speak common shirt for sure off of Inkling, and I I, I may be building a, a cart here that that is impressive. Let's just leave it at that. I started with the backpack. And I mentioned an item, and that's going to cause me to go right into a pair of follow-ups. I'm going to do these together because they're so similar. One of those things is a good old-fashioned, been using them for decades now, Chessex Wet Erase Vinyl Map. Hex on backside, squares, five-inch or one-inch squares on the front side or one point or I'm sorry, 2.5 centimeters for those who are in the UK and the rest of the world. These things are perfect. I use them quite frequently at my local shop because sometimes you just don't need a big setup map. You just need to give a quick visual for a pickup scene or whatever. And a Chessex map is a great way to do that. My local shop has plexiglass on the top so I can throw a Chessex map under it. So my hexes are there. I can draw on that. So I don't use, I actually don't draw on the Chessex map often, but again, it is wet erase. Please don't make the error of using dry erase. That way all you need is a damp paper towel to wipe it clean. If you use dry erase, you can get it off, but you do risk some damage or lightening of the actual uh, color and tone of the chest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it has that go- gorgeous earthy parchment type coloring to it with just very thematic for role playing and like I said I've been using it for years the years the hobby has been using it for years it's really purpose built and it can go anywhere you are when you're going local now if you're traveling and you don't have an actual cardboard map tube the other option I had works really well, and this is authentic role-playing game board hexers, and they are two-sided. They come with hexes and with squares as well, and the idea is this is in a small box, so it'll fit inside that backpack I mentioned versus in the map slot on the outside of the backpack. So it's a little bit smaller. It's 27 by 23 inches, one-inch squares slash hexes, but the idea is they're foldable, so they fold they fold up into a little box. You put them in the inside. They travel better if you're flying or on mass transit to get to a a distance locale versus your local uh, game store where you can throw it in the car, drive down and drive back. So I would probably use the big map for the uh, anything close by my local game shop my kid uses my chessex map at his high school fairly frequently with his game club this is the one that i would probably take this box this game board x thing i would probably be taking that with me to future conventions because it travels a little easier Um, but both work really well they're on the fly. I do a lot of theater of the mind when I go to conventions because there just isn't that time to set up a big board. You're taking over a table, depending on what's going on when you were scheduled. Somebody else may have had the table right before you, so you may not have time to set, do a big setup. But if you've got that backpack, you got your figs in a container. They're in the backpack. You've got this right there. Flop this out when it's time. Take your wet erase ma- markers, which I make a great stocking stuffer. So I'm building you a suite of gifts for your gamer, by the way. <laughs> you have that 16 multicolor wet erase marker, so you can do all kinds of different things and color coordinate and do effects with the different colors and things like that. And you are good to go. I think it's a, a brilliant setup. 
Yep. Yeah. Those chest X maps have been on the uh, on the market for a while. They come in a variety of different like layouts now, so you can get like the grass and the field and the ocean and stuff like that. Really worth the value. They hold up over time. Uh, There's a really fantastic option for now that we're getting back into in-person gaming is becoming more and more prevalent. And so, yeah, absolutely, a, a great addition to the person that's maybe new to DMing uh, or even just isn't isn't crafting their own terrain and stuff like that. Needs something more to be able to use on the fly. Except for convention gaming or whatever that that uh, they're a great addition to uh, to anyone's uh, anyone's repertoire so yeah excellent yeah, five abs- excellent abs- five. Abs- absolutely we did our live broadcast from a catacomb talked about what do you need to do to make a successful convention game having this stuff ready to go and folding out these things rolling out that map really quick without having to do this lengthy setup that people have to wait for is a good way keep it snappy keep it moving people love that when you're ready to roll all right, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about Magic Mind today. You said that you have received your shipment. I know I've been taking it for a few days now. I've had it for about a week. You just started taking it today. What was it like on day one? So day one was interesting. As I've talked about on the show, focus is a, a thing that I struggle with, as well as I am severely caffeine addicted, and everybody tells me I need to cut back. Join the club, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. So looking for ways to do that, that don't leave me going crazy or screaming at people. But interestingly enough, I found that in the doldrums of the day, the afternoon, you get through the big day, you're after your lunch, you're all of that. I found after having taken the magic mind, I felt as though I had caffeine as far as my cognitive awareness yeah. and ability to focus on things or whatever. But at the same time, it wasn't like having caffeine. So I will admit at day one, that's weird-ish, but not in a negative way. It's more huh. I didn't actually expect it to start that fast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ex- – I, I was like, okay, maybe in a couple of days I'll notice some things or whatever. But it did have a pretty quick effect. It, not long after I took it, I was in a place where it just felt uh, like I just felt, okay, I've got this. I'm doing my thing. And I didn't have the slow period of the day. It made my afternoon quite a bit more productive on the nine-to-five job, which was – Really helpful because it's my first day back to work after <laughs> right. go, uh, cruising through a hundred emails a day when you're gone for nine days is difficult enough. So yeah. having this, it let me get through an extra couple of days worth of emails efficiently. It wasn't yeah. click all delete. It was I actually processed the information, handled it, put things where they needed to be, saved what needed to be saved, discarded what needed to be discarded, followed up on the things that needed to be followed up, which is something in my line of work is not usually that fast if done well. I appreciated that and I look forward to seeing what more I can do, especially when I get into the weekend, when I basically have the most amount of time to be writing or prepping for game sessions. I'm totally with you. My wife and I run around at a million miles an hour. The fact that it's helping me cut back in kind of my afternoon coffee, helping me get to sleep maybe a little bit earlier, helping me get to get that really nice restorative sleep. Very helpful. And we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. So if you out there want to go ahead and try Magic Mind also, you can do so by just going to www.magicmind.com slash tabletop, where you will get a discount on either a one-time purchase, or if you decide to go ahead and make a subscription and use the purchase code TABLETOP20, you will get an additional discount if you begin the subscription. You get a 56% discount on a subscription, which is uh, 30-pack subscriptions uh, per month. Yeah. 
It's a great, fantastic deal if you go ahead and sign up at those links. Go read up on it. Read up on what's in it. Read up on the effects that it can go ahead and have in your life. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Use the discount code if you do. All right, Mr. Miller, I started in the first half, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it to you. Where would you like to go next after... Kick it! Sorry. Um, <laughs> for those who hear this in the bloopers, I was watching an episode on License to Ill this afternoon. Yeah, that's um, totally acceptable. Like, that's, because, that doesn't have to be a blooper. That's totally fine. Because why wouldn't you? So, uh, again, keeping on this theme of being prepared for various uh, events, traveling, and what travels well, I probably mentioned this in a previous episode, holiday episode, but I'm going to mention it again because this particular set of options is evergreen to me. It is always going to be a solid offering. The one caveat is you do have to know if your gift E already has a given map. And so what I'm going to suggest is the Pathfinder Flip Map series. There are a bunch of them. There's the classic reds. There's the blue, which tend to be a little newer. They've got stuff for boats. They've got stuff for cities and towns. There's various environmental ones like the winter forest map. There's even themed ones like the carnival map. There's taverns with multi-levels. There's a magic academy. There's all kinds of them that are all over the a haunted house one, which I really love. I actually have that one already. And that's just on the classic fantasy or medieval style maps. Those are perfect for the set piece adventure. So we talked about going to a convention. You want that Chessex map for that random encounter or for that. I just need to give you a rough idea of the direction of travel or the flow of the river, that kind of thing. But if you are now at the final scene and you want to set that in a building, whether it be in the slum quarter of the seedy part of town, there's a map for that. And that gives you all kinds of neat things that you can do. These flip mats have two sides. So there's different things on either side. They show the inside of buildings, most of them. So you are able to, if, if they're having the fight and the hero throws a bad guy into a building, you can now carry the fight into that building. There's all kinds of these, and I've used them to great effect at various times. I love these for set pieces. Not always great on the fly for random encounters unless you have access to all of your maps at the same time. I have probably about 30 of them, right? But I can't travel with all 30. So I'm doing yeah. an adventure. I might bring two of these for that adventure uh, as set pieces, and I'll use a Chessex map for the rest of them. So again, yeah. this whole suite of things, it works. You play sci-fi games or you play more modern games or you play cyberpunk games. Don't sweat it because Pathfinder also has this neat game called Starfinder. Mm -hmm. And some of those maps have more sci-fi or alien environment oriented maps. So you can find some of them you can use for more modern settings. There's one that's supposed to be like a modern colony. And I've just used it for a rich city or a resort or think star cruises kind of thing and use it in a modern game. Or if you're playing in a sci-fi game, it's great for say most, Odiphius Star Trek Adventures. Right. That was for real. When I was running STA at a catacon, looking for maps that I could use. Now, granted, my adventure was a little out of the normal STA box, admittedly. But that was definitely a challenge. I was trying to go ahead and find maps that I thought would work for 
that particular adventure. And I wound up finding, finding some combination of Pinterest and, uh, and a, a Patreon that I subscribe to. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely a challenge. So finding nice... And again, these were virtual maps. So I, I had the choice of, oh man, do I go ahead and bring a printout? You know, do I get like a poster-sized printout of these maps? Man, I got I need like three or four of them. So that's expensive. That's going to be a lot of coin to go ahead and do that. So finding good reusable maps that kind of cover those bases, really important and valuable. So The beauty of the Starfinder flip maps is you've got some smaller ships they work they're great you can have larger shuttles smaller craft there's some environment type things if you want to go to an ice planet see like andoria they've got a starfinder andoria map which you can pair up with the winter forest map maybe you don't want to use the forest but i believe the flip of that map actually just has an open ice field kind of thing so nice. you've got you can combine these things together and i think that works really well i have another gift idea that i'm gonna mention later which will also address some other potential issues. Cool. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yes, but like I said, the Paizo, great work overall, but specifically their their maps are top-notch. They're really high-quality maps. I really like their work. I've been using them for, I don't know, I think I'm getting close to 20 years now. Yeah. Maybe nice. a little bit more. They also, in addition to flip maps, they do have more modular card maps, which work really well. I have a couple of those packs and I will frequently use those to border some of the maps so I can create nice effects and yep. do different things or what have you. Nice. So nice. works really well. Cool. All right. Excellent. So I'm going to go on to my next one here and I'm going to put this in the category of items that I really loved but don't need me to go ahead and sell them. <laughs> like the author James D'Amato has written a significant number of books for RPG game masters and players. He's got the ultimate RPG character guide. He's got the ultimate RPG guide to box sets. He's got the ultimate RPG game masters world building guide, but man alive, he's got a product that just came out a little while ago and it's stinking amazing. So you all know my love of the collaborative game, right? The ability to bring players to your, not just to your table, but into, into your game and immerse them in helping create the lore, helping create what's going on and everything like that. To the point that like our very first book, our Copper Seller Guide, the Guide to Collaborative World Building, provided a bunch of ways that you, if you did not know how to go ahead and bring collaborative world building to your game, that you could. I hate to say this because I love our book so much. James D'Amato took our idea, because clearly we had it first, and has made it significantly better with his ultimate RPG campfire card deck. It's 150 cards for sparking in-game conversation. It is, the tagline on it is, take your tabletop roleplay to the next level with this first-of-its-kind card deck filled with questions to help you get to know your characters and your party. It's prompts for your players to go ahead and elaborate who they are outside of the stats on the page, which any game master will tell you that in any long style campaign game is always the most difficult part and always the most important part. Getting your players to articulate and enunciate who it is that their characters are as 
I'll say people, for lack of a better term, to go ahead and encompass all the various species that could be playing in there. But to try to get them to really think about who they are, this is a fantastic thing to go ahead and trot out first game of campaign so that your players can get a shape for who their characters really are. Again, it's the ultimate RPG campfire card deck. You can find it in a bunch of different places. If you just put that into Google, there's no place in particular that you should go to to go ahead and get us the benefit on this. But it's 150 unique and interesting question cards to spark discussion inspiration and collaboration at your table. I saw a TikTok video on this. They walked through some of it. It was so good that when I saw this TikTok video like two months ago, that's when I first created the document that I'm going by here tonight to go ahead and say, these are the things that I want to talk about on the holiday gift guides. Check it out. You can find it on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. Probably find it in your local game store, or at least they can go ahead and get it for you also. But it's the Ultimate RPG Campfire Card Deck by James D'Amato. Awesome. I love, obviously, collaborative world building and hearing that there's somebody else who's out there doing that just warms my soul. What it tells me is that we have consistently been on the right side of TTRPG history. We're definitely moving in the right direction. We always have been. And that that actually warms my soul. In fact, while we were at a catacomb, we were talking with somebody who said, do you ever think about doing cards with your collaborative world building? And interestingly enough, clearly somebody has. But yep. that doesn't mean we can't use our do our own type of thing anyway, because yeah. we have our own take, and certainly we can have things either specified for well, it wasn't scenarios so much the, and things like it that. It wasn't so much the, and maybe it was the collaborative rule building, and I'm wrong, but I didn't think that was the collaborative rule building. I thought that it was, but what would it have been? No, I guess you're right. I guess it, it was the collaborative rule building prompts, wasn't it? Yeah, to go yeah ahead somebody, do, do somebody, we talked yeah. about it and somebody mentioned that to us. And I remember the spark in your eyes like, huh, yeah, that would be cool. And, and we were thinking like, OK, so we have this book that we did several years ago, multiple tables, multiple things, creating a deck of cards with these types of things. So you could have these different packs. You can color coordinate the ends. I think I thought it was a great yeah. idea. It's a great uh, idea. Yeah. And clearly others have thought that as well. So we're, like <laughs> yeah. I said, we're always on the right side of history. I love the sound of it. Just love the sound of it. All right, sir. What do you got? Again, speaking about maps and specifically as we were talking about sci-fi maps and how that works, it brings me back to an old favorite of mine. It's a person who does Kickstarters of uh, moderate length, reasonable cost, very consistently. And that is Ryan Wolf at Zero Hour. It's Ryan Wolf Art and Technology. The website is zero-hr.com. And you will see deck plan posters, Starship miniatures, and digital documents. And specifically, when they do a, a Kickstarter, it is basically a poster map of whatever the, the topic is. Generally, it's a spaceship. Occasionally, it's a space station. He has done some modern era things. He's got a police precinct that's to die for. I own that. Hmm. But it, this is these are not typically small posters. These are large posters. So I'm going to actually bring up one of them, the more recent one that he has. I actually did this Kickstarter. It's called Research Station Lachlan 9. This Kickstarter is over. It fully funded in moments. Most of his, all of his Kickstarters fund. I've, I don't think there, I've never seen one not fund, but I've been buying these for a while. I ha- actually have in my closet, I have probably about 12 of these maps. The maps are set to gamer one inch square, one inch equals five foot square grid. As far as how they're sized, they are, they do have the squares in the maps themselves. The poster boards themselves are 
24 by 36 inch posters. Yep. So good size maps. They are they are shiny. They flip on both sides. You don't want to draw on these. But like I said, my local game shop has plexiglass, which you put right over top, keeps them nice and flat. And then you can draw on those if you like without damaging your maps. That's usually how I use them. But looking at this one, this particular station it's amazing. He's got the multiple levels. The posters are double-sided. And when you back on Kickstarter, whenever he has one, you can generally buy one map and just you can flip it or you can buy two map sets where you flip it. Each of these maps typically comes with a, a resin mini on a stand. I'm going to show Josh and the, this that nice? station. Yeah. So this is a good size. I have a bunch of these minis. Starfinder, their ships are not to scale, so it's not a factor for this. But these can be used for anything. I actually, when you buy these, you not only get the physical poster, you also get the PT, PDF. They do have ports, depending on what level you back at, that can go for various VTTs. They are available on drive-thru if you just want the PDFs and, as well. And they also come with stats and details for the Starfinder game as well if you're playing Starfinder. So you can nice. have those kinds of rules. But I tend to use them for all kinds of other games. I use any station. I've used a couple of the of the ground-based stations as more modern stuff. I use them for my zombie game as a modern office complex or a military-based kind of thing. I've used the precinct as because it is it is just a modern precinct. But now that we play a lot of Star Trek, there's a number of maps that as we get better about our VTT-type stuff for our Patreon game, we can't obviously air this. We don't have the right to do that for airing. But certainly for our Patreon game or for any home game that you might be playing, these would work perfectly for for star trek lachlan station specifically man i wish i had this map i could have done even better with one of our earlier preservations episodes utilizing some of these as far as how to get around the station and the different locales there's a lot i can do with these maps in a star trek game yep. uh, if you play star wars oh my goodness the galaxy is at your fingertips. There's so many cool things that you can do with these maps that just works. And with Lachlan Station, it's designed to be part of an asteroid, which is the model I showed Josh. But it also has rules for playing it as though it's just a ground-based station as well. Yeah. So do they do aftermarket also or only purchases through their Kickstarter? Oh, they do aftermarket. He Great. he has his own website and you can get things on drive through RPG. There's a number of things that I've either missed on Kickstarter that I've gone back for. The one thing you don't get when you get it in those aftermarket pieces or you don't get the models to go with them. That's sure. The, yep. That's the Kickstarter exclusive. They do all their own printing as, as far as I know and packaging and shipping them. The maps come in map tubes so i have a bunch of map tubes which which are amazing and because of that it allows you if you have those big set pieces like i was talking about you can get two or three different maps that you want to daisy chain together if you like and put nice. them in one tube to travel with yeah so that's one thing that like it's great that they do aftermarket don't be scared away by the kickstarter thing either because i will say last year man was it for my birthday or was it for christmas it might have actually been for father's day my wife 
backed a Kickstarter that she thought that I would enjoy and then basically backed it in my name. So I got to watch as the Kickstarter was being developed, as it was getting funded and everything like that to go ahead and see, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Because she knows that I love that I love kind of the excitement of Kickstarters, but also I uh, really wanted the thing. So that was a lot of fun, actually. So don't be afraid of taking a leap and giving something that's not just a tangible thing, but also an experience for your TTRPG fan in there and let them kind of experience what's going on there. Maybe get them into doing other Kickstarters themselves. Yeah. Yep. I, I would Very also good. add specifically with Ryan Wolf and Zero Hour, like I said, I've never seen anything that's not a fund. Typically, his Kickstarters are in the $3,000 range, and he consistently funds. This particular Great. project was a $3,000 start, funded over 11000 and it was funded within the first day. He had 346 backers. That's nice. consistent. I, rare, I rarely see any of his Kickstarters have less than 300 backers, and many of them even have more. Because of that, you can always feel confident with this. The best part is most of his Kickstarter starters, he is shipping or he is sending you the links to the PDFs within a week to two weeks of the Kickstarter yeah, so he's funding in advance. Yeah. And the maps are being delivered. I don't think I've ever had one map that took longer than three weeks to get to me. Nice. Generally, it's two weeks. Cool. From Kickstarter finishing. This is one of those ones where I consistently feel it's going to happen. It happens. I always have it. And he does multiple a year and his nearly his entire catalog of maps are available. If not on drive through RPG through his own website, I gave the, the link earlier. So go in, find stuff. He has occasionally done a fantasy map, but he doesn't do it often. Okay, cool. All right, I have got one more that I wanted to go ahead and and bring up and everybody. And again, this is one of those things that if you've got the if you have a TTRPG fan in your life that you're looking for something a little quirky, a little unusual, but handmade and supporting another small creator. This is again somebody that I found online here. I'm trying to even think how I even came across their their material, but it's the website for the Sleeping Seamstress. Sleeping Sleeping Seamstress.bigcartel.com. Uh, we'll make sure to put all the links and everything in the uh, in the show notes here. But basically, she does a bunch of hand-sewn and hand-felted uh, stuffed animals and creations and stuff like that, and uh, has a bunch of them that are on tabletop role-playing game themes. You know, does like the traditional like dice bags and stuff like that, but also does like fantasy style bats, fantasy style creatures, fantasy, all sort of stuff like that. Super cute, super, and again, handmade, supporting another small business, business creator. And again, the fact that for other vendors out there, the fact that she is selling online and that I can literally go to their website, I can go ahead and purchase what I want, put it in my cart, automatically ships it out to me. Here's also the coolest thing is that Sleeping Sleeping Seamstress does commissions. So if you have something, if you have a creature or if you have a character that you want turned into plushy stuffed animal type thing for the the tabletop role-playing game fan in your life, contact them, get it commissioned, and do it that way. Support other small businesses out in the space. So just a quick mention for them. I, I really love that. We have seen so many cool things that we've either come across or folks that we met at a catacomb or other conventions where we are just like enamored with the types of things they do. And there's nothing wrong with a good stuffed animal. Yep. <laughs> now, since that one was pretty quick, actually, I want to go ahead and throw out one other one. And again, this is going to be one of those things I'm going to be touting a 
It's a pre-order. It's not due out until the second quarter of next year. And I'm also going to break our rules a little bit and talk about a big creator. This is the latest set that's been announced by WizKids. And it's special, which is why I am announcing it, right? So the thing with WizKids that always gets me is that their sets are big and they are beautiful, but WizKids are expensive. They re- If you go to your gaming store, you're going to pay for WizKids. And sometimes if it's just a model or something like that, it has limited utility. What I've got for you is something which is not only exceptionally beautiful, but has a lot of reusable pieces that can be used in a variety of ways. And the price point is not awful considering what you get. What I am talking about is they are pre-order, they're running pre-order right now for the D&D Icons of the Realms Adventure in a Red Dragon's Lair set. And what this includes is four interlocking map tiles that can be put together in a variety of different configurations. The young red dragon figure, which is a five inch by seven inch figurine for your table, a handful of kobolds and six or seven different terrain pieces that you can use. So when you're getting terrain pieces and interlocking map tiles in particular, now you've got a cave that you can, if you have any sort of a cave adventure that's going out there, now you have all the pieces that you need for that. It does not have to be the red dragon's lair, but the fact that it comes with the red dragon, certainly attractive too. And the best thing is that when I looked at this before I went to the WizKid site to go ahead and look at it. I was like, oh man. I had a number in my head that I figured that this was going to go ahead and cost. The fact that for four interlocking tiles, all the terrain pieces, five kobolds, and the gigantic dragon, price point on, on it is only $99, which for WizKids is a tremendous bargain. If you have ever tried to buy terrain pieces or ever had to buy interlocking map pieces, like look, go look at Dwarven Forge and see how much their interlocking map pieces cost. And then if you t- throw on top of that, the the uh, the already colored with their molded plastic, uh, the ones that, that WizKids does, they're molded colored figurines. So you don't have to go ahead and do any painting. You don't have to go ahead and do any sculpting. You don't have to do any of that. Comes out of the box ready to play for ninety nine ninety nine. You can't beat that price. That's a very competitive price for this uh, purchase price. Now, the downside is, of course, that it's not going to be out until like, Q2 of next year. But if you get in on the pre-order, again, let the fan in your life know that they're going to be getting something in six months. That's how you kill excitement. So, Yeah, absolutely. I love WizKids, but recently had to downsize places where I live, so I don't have the kind of space to set up a shop to be able to paint. My fig usage is fairly limited as far as where I can keep everything. And honestly, having a pre-painted fig that's play-ready at the moment is never a bad thing. I've bought a number of WizKids-type minis, the pre-painted ones, because they're functional. They work. They do the job. And it's oftentimes much better than having unpainted figs because I just don't have the space in the room. When you're apartment living, you don't always have the place to set up where you can ventilate and vent to be painting with all the acrylics and all the other things. Safety first, everyone. Safety first. (laughs) We want more gamers, not less. So So something like that is very useful. And you're right. At that price point, you could, could you develop if you have the software and you know how to do it, but you probably paid more for the software. Could you buy an STL and then print, but you're probably paying somewhere close if you're printing uh, for all of that stuff. Might you get it a few dollars cheaper? Absolutely. But then you're talking the sweat equity that goes into making it. That price point sounds perfect. If that's the kind of scratch you're rolling with, I don't think you go wrong with that particular purchase. All right, Lewanika, 
last call. What do you got for tonight? My last thing is something we came across at a catacomb, some wonderful people that we met and uh, a really intriguing, nice gift that we found from them that is perfect for a gamer looking for something a little different, a little extra extraordinary in my opinion you get to have something that's unique that plays at the table this is the cat bat adventure pack a really cool little symbol they do different themes every month and there's different things that come with it in this particular box and i'm doing an unboxing not visually i'll do one visually at some point in the near future but this the month of november's theme uh, is red and dragons if i recall correctly but it comes with a sticker the little cat bat logo it comes with a nice little dragony thing sitting on a hoard and it looks like it is a d20 it comes with a, a nice piece of gillian's hard candy dark chocolate peppermint tea ooh that sounds good yeah, I'm not a big chocolate person or a peppermint person, but most people are chocolate people. And I think if you get a gift that has some chocolate tea in it, they'll like it. Uh, and then you've got this nice little vial of ink, which looks almost red blood-like. And the pack also comes with a glass pen. So you dip in your little inkwell and we were we did ask some questions and they told us that these last much longer than you would think. It's a fairly small vial of ink, but they said that it will definitely last. Um the idea is that you have this awesome little ink pen and then finally it comes with this wonderful book. And it's a little uh this month's book is red, but it this book uh, is filled with blank pages. Some are blank, most are lined, so you can journal for your character with this quill pen. It makes for an awesome in-game prop. So you as, as a storyteller or even just as a player, honestly, if you're a, especially if you're a spellcaster or a bard, you can jot down your tales or you can jot down a little verse and you can do it with an ink, uh, with an inkwell and pen, make it look really nice. And there's even a regular ballpoint pen if it's, you just want to use a notebook for general stat type stuff. But honestly, my intention is to be using that quill and using it for a future spellcaster of some kind. Yeah. Or a bard who's going to jot down their lore, or perhaps an ember weaver's notebook. I ooh, I love that idea a lot. Yeah, or, yeah, with like, with like architectural sketches, not architectural sketches, but like scientific sketches and stuff like that. Then, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And then the la last but not least, you have a thematic set of dice and a nice little dice. What would you call it? Beaker, like a dice vial. Um, yeah, like yeah, a little vial or beaker with the screw-on cap that'll hold your set of polyhedral dice. So you've got your standard D two D tens, one being in the tens place. Your D six, your D twenty, your D twelve, and if I don't say demonstratively, the best die. In, yeah. in the game. Thank you, Michael. Your D8 and your D4. It's a nice set. But all of these things just fit so thematically. And I'm thinking about when I was playing Simeon, it comes with tea. What's more mm -hmm. Simeon than <laughs> a, a package that comes with tea? Uh, stickers are great for your laptop. The candies are nice. I imagine that this red kit, this cherry red can, which is a long kind of uh, cylinder, almost like pen size, would be uh, pretty cool to dip and swizzle in your tea. Yep. They were awesome. These packs are amazing. I, uh, they, 
the fact that they had a bunch of them for sale there was amazing. I would highly recommend if you're interested, again, if you're looking for something for for someone that's just getting into gaming or even something that you're not sure what to buy. And so this is like a, kind of a catch-all pack. I strongly suggest you checking them out. It's catbatmedia.com. Catbat is the name of the company, Cat with a K. So K-A-T-B-A-T media, M-E-D-I-A.com. And then contact them and ask them about the adventure packs. The price point on them is not bad. I think it was $35 if I recall. $35 for all that? Exactly right. And that yeah. includes the journal, includes the ink, the pen, the dice, the, and then the, the associated accoutrement there. It reminds me a lot of uh, something that I've subscribed to for a long time, Dungeon Crate, which basically is, again, every month you get handed the same kind of thing where it's like a grab bag of stuff. And so I've had a lot of fun with Dungeon Crate. Very much reminded me of that with every month on a theme. And I uh, suggest strongly checking out catbatmedia.com anyway, because a lot of Casey's artwork is up on there. Also, they do incredible work. It's also always fun to go ahead and uh, look through their art portfolio. But yeah, great mention. Very much, Casey. Really wonderful meeting you. And uh, I can't wait. I've actually not opened it until today because I wanted to save the the excitement of uh, discovering what was in there for air. Uh, I will do it again for uh, video uh, uh, in the very near future. Uh, Man. Uh, can't wait to start using this. I, I don't play a magic user right yet, but I'm betting the next time I play a D&D game, I'm going to have a magic user. Just yeah. because j- I now have some stuff. Yeah. All right, my friend. That, I believe, is our show for the evening. Every time when we go ahead and put one of these episodes together, uh, there's only so much time on the air to go ahead and talk about the things that we uh, we think you should have at your game table. But please make sure you check the show notes for today's episode. Everything that we mentioned on here will be up there with links to go ahead and click on affiliate links if they are available. So you can go ahead and help the show by clicking on them. And if not, there'll be a ton of stuff on there that we didn't mention on the show today. As always, make sure you go and, and check that out. Go right to www.ttjourneys.com. You can see the gift giving guide right on the homepage there. As always, please comment. Let us know what you think. I, if everybody listening to this episode gave us one thing that they think we missed. Imagine how expansive and all-encompassing this list becomes for our community. So please, wherever you're in the sound of our voice, add a comment to if there's something you think we missed or something you really like. In this case, add something that you really want and have that added to the list. Something that you're really looking forward to receiving or something that you're really looking forward to giving to somebody else. That's the kind of stuff that we want to hear about. Next week, finally, uh, this is an episode that we recorded a while ago, but just keeps getting bounced back for a variety of reasons. But our take on the latest Wizards of the Coast Unearthed Arcana article all about Bastions, the uh, the new Bastion rules that are going to appear in 1D&D. That will be appearing on the channel next week. We're pretty quickly heading towards our end of the year recording break here. We tend to take December off to go ahead and spend that time with our families. We've got a bunch of stuff that we've recorded way in advance here, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. But yeah, next week on the channel, you'll hear our take on the Bastion content that's going to be in, in 1D&D. I think it's safe to say that with that article, there is some good, some not so good and some opportunities that we wish that wizards would take. In fact, the survey for that is open right now. So make sure that you are, if you ever through the bastion UA, uh, you're filling out the survey. So absolutely. Anyway, all that to say, good night, my friend. Glad to see you as always. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week until then. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. All, dun, 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 all right. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. 
Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram at TT Journeys, joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. Our full episodes come out every week on Friday, and every Tuesday features actual play and gameplay showcase episodes. Looking for early access? You can support the show and get episodes before everyone else at www.patreon.com forward slash TT Journeys. Check it out today and see all the awesome benefits we bring to our supporters. Lastly, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, we would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And we bid you fair tides, friends, for legends await.